Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! Lawrence Patchman Lang here, bringing to you another exciting rendition of the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Game 11, second here on a great cast and crew. And here today, we got Danny Boy Reginald, who is celebrating a J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets win. Hell yes. Suck it, Moser. <laughs> that lovely voice it, you just it, heard it, it. it. You know, it's funny because I, I came up to him yesterday. And you know, I'm, t- I'm giving him shit. Yeah, let's go, Jets, baby. And he, he, the next words he says was, "Whatever, it's on to Minnesota." And the literally the next thing I said is, "That's what losers say," because oh. it's so true. The, the the hatred towards Moser on SIN grows stronger. But here's the thing: f- I, I I don't hate the guy. We don't hate we don't hate Moser. It's just you know it it's that Buffalo. I think new mentality where, you know, they, they're, they're expecting to sweep the East mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. Yeah. The, the bills are a cocky group that the bottom line is they're a cocky group and, and they ran into a jet team that was hungrier. That was flat out better yet uh, Sunday. And I, I'm just going to be real. They're a threat. The Whoa. Jets are a threat to the NFL. There is no way of hiding from it anymore. We're coming for you, and that is that. We're ready to kick some New York ass. Could we agree with you? I, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Uh, we we will talk. We will talk Jets football in a little bit because we got a few other things to touch on first oh, before we get to the way, NFL. Bill Corpus, Crispy Murphy here. Yeah, Any question? How you doing, Bill? I'm I'm okay. Yeah. And I'm Mike nice the, and relaxed from a bye week, so I'm good. And Mike the Pun Master Refkin is here as well. Thanks for showing up, Mike. I really appreciate you, man. No problem. I, I have to talk about one of my favorite subjects to talk about. <laughs> America's new favorite baseball team. Yes, and we're going to just jump right into it. This past weekend... On Saturday, November 5th, the Houston Astros knocked off the Philadelphia Phillies to win their second World Series. I'll reiterate that second World Series to all those salty fans from 2017. Get over yourself. Oh, it's in the past. Now, okay. You know what? But, but, but the thing is, now I, I apologize, Bill. Now I have to say that they did it clean and like, I want the narrative. I wanted the narrative to be that they only did it with the cheating, but now I can't say that anymore. God dang it! it. Patch, what number World Series is this again? Number two. Okay, you know what a second World Series deserves. You know what it deserves. Applause! 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 Yeah, you'll be hearing from my attorney. 
Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't have the copyright. Is, is the guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> That's what I'm really hoping for. I'm blanking on a name right now. Forgive me. Love right. Seinfeld. Um, we all love Seinfeld. Yeah, I just, okay. So um, I just want to say, and I know a lot of Yankee fans are going to kill me for saying this, but this, this erase, I, I, kind of does erase 2017 you can say it, Paul. Uh, it erases 2017 it you can say it it you erases 2017 it. it's hard it it erase and no no a lot a lot of the yankee fans i know this doesn't erase 2017 they still cheated well yes we saw what happened but no they won this series cleanly and my congratul congratul Congratulations to the Houston Astros 2022 World Series champs. And you know what? I will say I am happy for Dusty Baker. I, he finally has a ring. So yeah, I'm see, happy Dusty Baker is a great baseball man. So, of course, I'm going to be happy for him. But I just didn't want the narrative to be that the Astros did it cleanly. Because it is what it is. But you know what? It goes show you. Dusty Baker, great manager. He had a great World Series. He, his team was down 1-0, lost home field advantage, and they went to Philadelphia and smacked around the Astros. I mean, the Phillies. Uh, sorry, I can't get the Astros out of my head. My goodness. Um, but no, the, it was a good. It was a good, good job by Dusty Baker. Good managing job. Great job by Astros pitching for staying in it. It was a very, very competitive series. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, through a combined no hitter, second no hitter in World Series history. That, that doesn't, that doesn't count. Well, I, I don't count. Uh, it counts. No, it, 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 counts. Count, it counts. It counts on the record books, but let's be real. It doesn't count. Let Let's be real. That that's not a, that's that's not a no hit. That's it not counts. a no hit. It's, it's it, a it no counts. hitter. The, the Phillies no did not. It's a no hitter if one person pitches no. the entire. See, but but then if we're if we're going by current baseball mm -hmm. logic, then there may no. never be a no hitter again because of the way these teams manage their bullpen. It, 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 exactly. But when you're but and, when you're and, a diehard right. Astros fan like myself, you're you not embrace right. the He's fact not an that Astros this is a no hitter. He's trying to give me shit. No, no. This it's not a true no hitter. It's not a true no it's hitter. A, if you want to say it's a combined no hitter, then it should be a separate stat. It's not well, a no hitter. Th th that's a conversation for other that's a Conversation for a different day. We that we Wait. didn't have, but still, it, it puts it in the record books as a no hitter in and the that's World fine, Series. But but it, but it, it's not. By the way, second time that Christian Javier started yeah. that combined lawyer. Yeah, First can you one believe happened that? in the Bronx. Yeah, can you can you believe that? Like how many how many times are the Astros gonna no hit teams when Christian Javier starts? Hey, he's a good pitcher. I'll give Dude, him that. He's, he's probably a number two and, on a lot of other yeah. teams. And and he went six innings too. So yeah. he he carried that Astros team that day. And think about this, like game one. They were up 5 nothing. They give up the uh, go-ahead home run in the 10th to Real Muto. They bounce back in game two. Game three, they get slapped around, lose 7 nothing. How do they respond in game four? Combined no-hitter. Yeah. Find a way to win game five. Game six, Wheeler is dealing. 
Yeah, Rob it, Thompson decides to pull him. Yeah. It, it, and then Air Jordan goes, we have liftoff. And from then on. And and this is the thing that frustrates me about today's managing. And I thought Robbie Thompson would be smarter than this. Um, but uh, no, he, he, he wants to fall into the analytics and that's fine. You got to keep Zach Wheeler in there. I'm sorry. Zach Wheeler was doing great. And he was the, the eyes were telling me, keep him in. So why didn't you keep him in? You do realize that your Don Alvarez can hit both lefties and righties the same. And he's seen Alvarado three or four prior times in the series. Yeah. And then Alvarez, he hits a ball to where no person could probably hit a ball. Yeah. And it was, was crushed center field. <sighs> yeah. Was- America's team, the Houston Astros wins again. Okay. Um, are they America's team, folks? Like, come on, let's be honest. No, I'm just saying it really to annoy you. <laughs> As a diehard Astros fan, Bill, we don't have much, but we have two World Series. You're not a diehard Astros fan. Uh, in this, in this group, Put I this am. Pen to to conceal my fury right now. Yeah. Listen, I I, I am like. I'm like Rob Lowe. I wear the NFL hat. It's half Mets. It's half Astros. So I'm, I am a diehard Astros fan. Listen, you're allowed to have an NL team and an AL team, according to baseball logic. So you can have a favorite NL team, a favorite AL team, and still have your I favorite I really team do this just to drive them nuts. I'm having a I, great time. I, I know you are. So also your World Series MVP was Mr. Jeremy Pena. Who also was LCS your LCS MVP also. LCS, like, come on, added hardware in the rookie year. And he was even nominated for rookie of the year that came out today. He wasn't going to win that, but yeah. No, I know. It'll be Julio Rodriguez, but still. Still, you know, Jeremy Pena collecting hardware in the postseason his first year. And now has a ring as well. Hey, um, if it's okay, I'd like to ask you guys a trivia question. That's all right. Sure. Um, he is okay. Jeremy Pena is now the he is the ninth player to win both a LCS MVP and World Series. Who are the other eight? The other eight? Oh, jeez, eight players! Like, oh my God, you're asking a lot. Are these people what? from like? I'm, the- I'm feeling nice today. I'm, I'm feeling nice today. Wait, wait, wait! D- did Jeter ever do it? Um, I'm feeling nice today. You know what? Give me about three. I was I was thinking I was, G- I was thinking G- I, I'm thinking G- I'm I was thinking, thinking Jeter. G- yeah. Um, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Okay. Okay. Uh yes. How far back we go in here, too? The first one who did it was in 1979. 79? Mm-hmm. The okay, so that L- was the L- L- Reds. And World Series MVP. 79? No, 79 was the Pirates. Who is... A Willie Stargell? Yes. Okay. the first one. Not that I was asking for an order. I was just... Uh, I don't care what order it is. Do what you want. David Ortiz do it? Uh, that is incorrect. Uh-huh. Cole Hamels. Yes, in 2008. Cole Hamels. Oh, that was a rough one. Uh... Did Schillinger Johnson win 01 LCS MVP? 
Do one of the Astros do it? Correa, Altuve? Nope. No. Um, Mad Bum. Yes. Okay. Okay, so you got Stargle, Hamill, no, and Bungo. Gardner. No, no, Mad Bum would have been 14 with the Giants. So we know 14, the that's right. Yeah. Did another Giant do it in 10 or 12? No. Lost won the World Series MVP in 02, but I think Garrett Anderson was the LCS MVP. 04. I don't, don't remember who the Red Sox LCS MVP was. Did Chris Bryant win it with the Cubs? No, I think, you know, Chris Bryant mm -hmm. didn't do it. Nope. I know he did World Series. I wasn't sure about LCS. No, he was no, he wasn't the NLCS MVP that year. I have to say, I'm enjoying watching you guys sweat a little bit. <laughs> Is it showing? What was that? Who did, who did it for the Royals? Was Hosmer? Eric Cosmer? No, I think it wasn't Hosmer. Um, yeah, if Lucas Duda can make a freaking throw. You guys want to keep going? You guys want to wave the white flag? I, 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 I don't do not, wave a white flag. I, do, do, do we look like I give up? I'm not kind of people? Do we make excuses like the roof being open or some crap? No. No, I'll, you know, before we get back, I'll give credit to the Phillies. At least they can win games against the Astros. Okay, you know what? No, that's fair. That is fair to say. At least the Phillies can win Bill, a game against the Astros. The 2000s? Are there any in the 2000s? Um, 2000s or 2010s? Either 2000. or. Um, 2000s, there's one. There's one. Um, 2010s, aside from who you got, there's also one more. 2010s, there's one more. Cole Hamels. You guys guessed him. That's right, I did. David Freeze. Yes. Oh, the big show. Okay, I didn't realize he was the LCS. 2011. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so, oh, one in the 2000s said no to Schilling and Johnson. I'll give, you, I'll give you what I'll give. I'll give you the decades. One left is 2000. One left is actually the 2020s. Two in and two in the 80s. Okay, so 2020 would mean it's either the from the Dodgers or. The Braves. Well, no, it, not... it, it, no, it would have to be the Dodgers because the Dodgers um, won the World Series. Bellinger, Seager. Yes, Seager. Yeah, because I was going to say Justin Turner, but then I just remembered he was no, the idiot not. who ran out with COVID. Okay, so go to the 2000s. So yet, Jillian Johnson won the World Series MVP. They didn't win the LCS. He said. You shook your head. That is correct. O2, the World Series MVP was Troy Gloss, but I don't think he won the LCS MVP. O3 was the Yankees. I don't remember who won okay. either one. No, 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 no. Mariners won, Mariners won in O3. Well, the no, Marlins, Marlins won, but I'm yeah. thinking LCS also. Oh, oh okay. You Josh know what? Beckett? This one's giving me weird. 
Okay, you guys are gonna laugh at me for this one. I'm hearing they're like giving me something totally different on this thing from what I see, so. There's Josh Beckett there. Yeah, they said Josh Beckett. They're also saying Fernandez for 2003. The Marlins. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Beckett pitched for the Marlins in 03. He, he got MVP, so, but he, I don't think he was LCS MVP. Hello, Google, my old friend. Oh, who? So else do we have left? I think we have two pitchers left, or two people two, left. You got two left. One from the 80s, and well, actually both of them from the 80s. Both are okay, from so, the so, 80s. I yeah, thought we had yeah, one from the 90s still. Yeah, no, no 90s. Yeah, so uh, jo Josh Beckett. was the one in the 90s then? There was okay, no so 90s. There was no 90s. Uh, patch. Uh, Josh Beckett won the World Series. It was Pudge that pa won Pudge won LCS. That's yes. um, baseball that, ref. That, that, that's what I. That's what I gathered. Yeah. There's Pudge, legend. Okay, right, you so guys got two left. They're both from the '80s. They're both Kurt from the Gibson. 80s. No. Not '88. Okay. '89, I think, was the A's. I think it was '86 because. It... Excuse. 85 was the Royals. 84. I want to say 84 was the Tigers. Excuse me. I don't know who won the World Series MVP in 85. And yet, both pitchers or pitcher and a hitter, two hitters. Where am I looking? Okay, you are looking at you are looking at one hitter and one pitcher. One hitter and one pitcher. Okay, the. The Cardinals were good. Oh, Por Porter, the catcher. Yes, Darnell Porter. I got you. Got one more left. I still think we have two, but that's just me. Oh shoot! I gotta look now. I no, think we still have two. No, it's one left. All right. Well, who do we have so far again? Okay, you guys got Porter. Okay. You guys got Freeze. David Freeze, yep. You got Bumgardner. You got... Because okay. it's, what, eight players, right? Dargle, Seeger, and like I said, um, this thing is saying her narrative, it was Josh Beckett who won the World Series MVP, so... So, idiot. And you got one left. So, is there eight? That, that, so, so, was it eight? so was it, is it eight players or nine players? Nine in total. Eight others did it. Oh wait, Oral Hurt, Oral Hershiser. Yes, it was Oral Hershiser. Hershiser. Dodger legend. You guys got him. Well done. So wait, so there. I thought that was eight. No, um, eight. I, plus there were eight others eight besides Pena. Besides Pena. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I must have not been clear enough. You, you definitely weren't. You need to open up the roof and, and, and just...
Because I thought Livian Hernandez won it both. I thought Livian Hernandez won it both, but I could be wrong. No, I thought Josh Beckett won World Series MVP in 2003. Well, di different years. So. Both Marlins pitchers. Well, as Refkin says, Google, so I'm going to look into it as we continue. Yeah, so any... Yeah, but anyway, with the World Series, you got to give a hat tip to the Phillies. Yeah, you know, yeah, shout out to the Phillies, you know, after what they went through after the firing of Joe Girardi. You have to give them credit because everyone's like, all right, you know what? They're going to just be met mid for the rest of the year and, you know, miss the playoffs and all that. Right. And they'll find a new, they'll, they'll find their new manager. They'll do a rebuild around Harper and a few other players. And no, the Phillies just out of nowhere. Okay, so so Bill, I'm on baseball reference. Yeah. You missed one ninety-seven Levon Hernandez. Was... Oh, okay. They must have did a typo on the thing I was Oh, I was at. right. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. That's my mistake. For bad bill, you get dinged. One Republic says it's too late to apologize. Oh god, I gotta go on an apology tour now. It's uh, too late to apologize. Badgie, who sings that? One Republic. One Republic. I, I literally just said it. You got to learn to open up your ears, man. Like, what the is wrong with you? Maybe you need the roof open on your house to hear. Like, geez. All right, but you know, back back to the Phillies. You know, back to the Phillies. You know, great season for them. Oh, absolutely. There's hope. There's hope in Philadelphia. I think Harper might be having offseason surgery. I read a rumor. He might be having some off-season surgery to repair something. I'm sure. So. Is this his elbow? Yeah, I, I'm. Sh I'm sure it would be fine. So, yeah, because yeah, because the 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 Phillies they went the Astros came into the series at seven and zero, and the Phillies did the Phillies provided an entertaining series, and they did not go down. And they did not end up lying down. So you gotta give a hat tip to them. They they really gave the Astros a run for their money. Yeah, yeah. not only with their pitching, but with their hitting too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think the, the thing is that the Phillies relied a lot on the home run ball, which was something that you know it worked obviously for game three. And stuff and obviously game one the home run uh was the game winner but when you have a team like the astros who could you know put the ball on the ground and the phillies can put the ball on the ground too but when the astros can do it consistently it's gonna be tough for you to you know win games because if they can pop it out of the ballpark and also put it on the ground and make you sweat a little bit you're gonna have a hard time so it was a valiant effort by the Phillies, but ultimately the Astros were just a better team. They made the bigger plays. They had the better pitching. And the offense came in when it needed to. Yeah, exactly. And the depth pieces for the Astros stepped up where it didn't for the Phillies. If the Philly stars didn't hit, they didn't hit as a team. But exactly. the Astros, Altuve was awful most of the playoffs. Oh, he was. He had a terrible. He had a terrible postseason. Yeah, Alvarez had the big hits against Seattle. Then he had dry spell, and then he hits the home run Saturday night. So, but but guys like Pena, Bregman, American hero Chaz McCormick, Tucker, 
Tucker, huge. Uh, Yuli Gurriel got some big hits. Up and down the lineup. Right, consistency. Mm. Martin Maldonado, a walking 180 hitter. Now it's just... I know everyone loves the home run ball, but the Ashers played small ball and smart That's ball. That's what you got to do to win games. That's how Take you win. notes, Aaron Boone. Well, well, it, it's the small ball oh, combined. Aaron Boone. It's the small ball combined with the home run combined with traditional strategy of baseball. It's not a complicated sport. It really isn't. So, Bill's correct for all the analytics managers out there that want to continue taking out pitchers like Zach Wheeler who's dealing in the sixth inning or before traditional baseball guy makes a match a little bit and the Astros did that and they probably didn't have to do it that's your World Series coverage here on SIP on SIN Uh, moving forward quick note in free agency as it approaches um one big note, the Mets re-signed Edwin Diaz. Five years, $100-plus million. Great so, move. So the let, the trumpet, let the trumpets play on down in Gotham. Yep. And uh, no surprise, Aaron Judge elected free agency. A lot of players on the Yankees elected free agency. So does that mean he's officially not coming back? Or? No, no, it just means he's... Once Thursday starts, because that's the opening of free agency, teams are allowed to talk to him. Now, there's still that window. I think he can still sign with the Yankees if he wants to, or at least agree to a deal. I don't know how baseball works with their free agency. Yeah, because things don't open up (laughs) until five days after the end of the World Series. Am I right, Rifkin? So technically, free agency itself opens Thursday. Before then, you have the ability to talk to your own free agents. That's how the Mets and Edwin Diaz got done. Yes. Both sides wanted to stay. Or Diaz wanted to stay. The Mets wanted him to stay. Mm-hmm. We have a deal for the highest paid reliever in the history yeah. of baseball. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, the, the, Yankees so can, the Yankees can sign Aaron Judge right now. Or at least but he, he, he will not sign right now. He is going to play the market. Oh, oh, of course, but yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just explaining to Bill that if yes, they wanted I, to, hundred percent understand, they could come to an agreement. So, uh, so that uh, no surprise. So, as NFL free agents, not NFL. Bleh, sorry, NFL football is on my TV. I just saw an interception happen in the Ravens Saints games. So, spoilers. As, Spoilers, as MLB free agency kicks off later this week, um, stay tuned from us as we cover it and on who signs where because big names might be going other places. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this may be the last time we talk about baseball for a while except for like free agency. Yeah, well, you never, you never know about baseball because yes, you never know about baseball because we got some fun and exciting baseball coming up early next year. Yep. Oh, World yep. Baseball Classic. WBC is back, and it will be fun to cover that. But moving on, a little quick touch note in college football because two big upsets we're going to go with happened on Saturday. We'll kick off because we'll let Bill gloat since the Giants didn't play this week and miraculously come away with another win, miraculously with a miracle. 
We'll start off with the Fighting Irish defeating number four, Clemson. Yes! So Notre Dame finally Notre Dame finally gets a big win this season. We did. We did not hear you, Bill. You you cut out a little bit. Go Irish! All right, Irish win 35 to 14 against Clemson. But the bigger upset. Oh, this is big. The, the bigger, better upset. The better I have to upset. Ask Mike a question after this one, if that's okay. Go ahead. To, to, for, for historians out there, it's the fall of the Alabama Empire. Mm-hmm. Alabama goes down again in overtime, 32 to 31 against LSU. Bill, go ahead. Mike, um, I just want to say, because I was talking to some college football fans the other day, um, they said they think Clemson's overrated. What are your thoughts? Clemson's clear. Clemson is overrated. I'm not trying to damper on Notre Dame here. Clemson was not the fourth best team in the country going into Saturday. It is a shame and a farce that they were. Deej, I'm going to butcher the last name and i apologize but dj ugalele he's not trevor lawrence and he's struggling mightily defense they're they're pretty good they're not great at anything they're very good but to be the fourth best team in the country i think they were more they were number four because of what they've done in the past and not what they've been doing this year but they struggled against Syracuse a couple of weeks ago at home in a game Syracuse should have won. That gave them problems. So I, I'm, I was never sold on Clemson. I thought they were highly overrated. But this just goes to show you that they will now not be a part of the college football playoff, and neither will my good buddy Nick Saban. Aww. So we're all – for all you college football fans out there, if you don't know, Alabama was number six. They dropped four spots down to the number 10. And Clemson had a fall from grace, dropping seven spots to the number 12. So now uh, like It's because of who you lose to. It's who do you lose to? And the performance you put on. So Alabama, Clemson, you know, two powerhouses who we always expect to be in the college football playoffs every year miraculously they go down they go down and it is fall from grace now here's the question the playoff committee is going to have later in the year if alabama wins out and lsu loses another game alabama wins the west i believe the sec west so what happens if alabama then beats georgia in the sec championship game Mm. that's the question the committee's going to have to answer. I'm very intrigued by it, but, but just now I'm rooting against it, Nick Saban. And it looks like the, it, it just looks like the committee's favorite Alabama is just sucking wind. And it's beautiful. It's, it's going to be cool, but interesting because weekend of Thanksgiving, you get the Ohio state Michigan game too. So one of those two teams is going to go down. Oh, oh we're getting to the nitty gritty of college football. Oh, this State. is where it gets exciting, folks. Ohio State is two, Michigan is three, but college football really heating up. Heading over to the NFL, 
quick note, shout out to Tom Brady, first player ever to join the 100,000 passing yard club with both regular season and postseason. Bucks come back against the Rams. Somehow he, enjoy, he enjoys being in that club more than he enjoys being with his kids. Hey, well, hey, you know, ever since the divorce, Brady's one and oh. So, yeah, did you guys under- see this NFL meme last week? There was a um, picture of a kid in like a football costume for Halloween going, Tom Brady's kids tricking him into spending more time with them. It, it's more funny them using the kids as them playing Madden and only way Tom Brady, only, only way Tom Brady's kids can spend time with him. Oh, as if they pick the bucks. As, as if they're playing as their dad. So, but you know, hey, more history for Tom Brady, even though the Bucks are a dumpster fire. There are the but, Rams at this point. But the big news, I, I, I would say big news of the week. We talked about it earlier in the podcast. Danny Boys and Sir Eric Ford's New York football jets and ross masons ah eh, well you know what we'll we'll count ross ocho quattro yeah. macho the caddy mason yeah well i can't confirm he was actually very excited about jet win so he might have done a backflip somewhere that we know that's unconfirmed but right. the jets beat bill's mafia and the Buffalo Bills so we, in a we, major, and, and probably what was an ups, a major upset because, hundred percent, hundred, it was just a major upset because everyone thought the Bills were going to route the Jets, and the Jets were like, uh, 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 we're not, we're, we're going to play spoiler this week. Oh, absolutely! But Danny boy, you have the floor for this. Yeah. So it was, it was. This Jet team is shocking me every single week that I watch them. Not only did they win on the ground, like I told you, this is a run-first team. This is not a pass-first team. Run-first. Zach Wilson, can he throw? Yes. But he's not quite the pocket passer yet. We run the football. So I'm glad that Mike LaFleur actually stuck a lot to the running game. Uh, and, of course, Wilson had a, good, a few good throws, too. Uh, but the Jets ran down the throws. Not only did they run, but this defense, man, is scary. Absolutely scary. They held the Bills to 17 points. 17 points. Josh Allen had no passing touchdowns. He had two interceptions. And I think he was like sacked like five times, whatever. They made they turned that Bills offense and made them panic. They made them see ghosts. It was fun to watch. I'm telling you, man, this Jets team shocks me every single week. And I'm telling you right now, they're here. They're for real. They are a threat to the NFL. And May I say it? I think I'm going to say it. They're in a playoff hunt. Oh, they are. They're in a massive playoff hunt. Right now, they're the fifth seed. If the season were to end today, they would be a fifth seed. Not only are they in the hunt for the playoffs, they could very well win the division if everything goes right, obviously. Like, now, I don't expect the Jets to win the division, but 
gotta beef up those expectations because of what I'm seeing right now. This is a dangerous team. Dude, I I do not disagree with you. Like yesterday's game really opened up that division. Yeah. And well, they made Josh Allen look terrible again. Yeah, and you know what? Here's an interesting fact to impress your friends with. Um, yesterday, the Buffalo Bills were the only AFC East team that lost. Right. Jets won, Dolphins won, Patriots won. Like, the, the Bills Don't the- buy. I, I know what you're saying, but I, I will not buy the Patriots stock yet. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, well, he, everyone he's else. saying that the, the, the team is... The, no, I got, I got him. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Yeah, but... um, But no, like, as what you say, Reg, chaos is beginning in that division. Absolute chaos. Uh, and Let's make matters worse for Buffalo. Josh Allen is being tested for a possible UCL injury in his elbow. And of course, if, if anyone doesn't know how he injured the elbow, if you look at that sack fumble by Bryce Huff at the end, his elbow goes back because he, he knocked the ball out. His elbow actually goes back. Yeah. And of course, you know, he's trying to chuck that ball. So, you know, that's a pretty bad, bad uh, injury there. Um, but, um, they're taking a look at that UCL for my uh, sports fans out there that are not baseball fans like us. UCL is always a danger for some type of tear. And if there's a tear, that's Tommy John surgery for pitchers. So, uh, and of course, anyone who knows baseball like we do knows Tommy John surgery, there is no way you're getting back on the field the rest of the season. Oh, that is absolutely true. So, so if you're the Bills, you are hoping that it's no no tears and then tear, maybe and then maybe out for a month. But even being out for a month, that's a that's a tough taller ask the Bills to keep things going. I yeah. want to say this on the Jets because I, I understand everything you just said. And I agree with you on the point of the defense. Yeah. The thing that scares me is I still remember the performance against New England. Yeah. Exactly. And, and if they can find a way, and I'm not saying they have to score 30 points a game because you don't have to do that with this mm. defense. Right. If you could play like you did yesterday mm-hmm. and the defense does what it does, they can win every, win most of the time. Yeah. The well, thing that holds them back for me is Zach Wilson. Now, what they made him do yesterday was more play, rot, rot, we're going to run the ball, and you have to play game manage. Well, well it's conservative football. Right, and that's why I think they have to play a little bit. But And look, he's limited. And look, I don't know if Zach Wilson is going to be the quarterback of the future. I really don't. Mm. Uh, right now, he's hit or miss. He gives you good games sometimes. He gives you awful games other times. He's hit or miss. I don't know what his career is going to end up like. But for right now, with his limitations, like I said, not a true pocket passer type of quarterback. But if you give him 
a play where he rolls out of the pocket and goes to I think he's right. I think if he goes to his right, he has a good uh, chance of making a good pass. So if you do that and you run the football, you have good running backs. You have James Robinson. You had Brees Hall, who was giving you a monster season before his ACL tear, and then you have uh, uh, Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you have good running backs that could carry you. And then as long as you have Zach Wilson do short passes or in the round, do some draw plays, anything that's designed for his game. And then you down the road, maybe build him up to be a better passer. You guys, you just got to ride with that. And look, he's not going to score a lot of points for you. That's not the type of game he is. But that's why you play conservative football and you run it and do all these little trickery cuteness plays. And then you allow the defense to close the job. So, Robert, uh, remember when you said you're keeping receipts? You should watch film on the 2010 and 11 Jets mm-hmm. with racks. That's how they. I think they should play. Yeah. Run the ball. Do what you got to do offensively with Wilson. And let the defense do the talking. Bill. Yeah, just I agree with a lot of what you just said. Like, yeah, so let the defense do the talking, as Mike said. And um, and I have to say what you were saying about the um playoff implications of the Jets. Um, I was actually um because I texted my aunt because today's her birthday. Shout out, Aunt Terry, happy birthday. Um, and first. Thing she asked, she goes, thank you. Did you watch the Jets yesterday? I said, yes, I did. Hell of a game. She goes, I will hope just, I will hope for just a first round playoff win, LOL. <laughs> and, and you know what? Lots of Jets fans are dreaming tonight, and rightfully so. They can but, dream. And, you know, you also got to think about the Bills. If Josh Allen is out, even if he's just out for a month, dude, the Bills are screwed. Now they have Case Keenum as their backup, but I agree. I I just don't know if that's going to be good enough. Josh Allen's their secret weapon, and like you understand for what the Bills play, Josh Allen carries that team. He carries that team passing. He carries that team running. He's he their number one RB. Understand that. So you lose him. That's a tough loss, and. It means that the Jets have a better chance of winning that division, which is what I want. So the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Sure, why not? The Dolphins. S- same record. Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid of y'all yet. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm not afraid of y'all. Oh, he's not afraid of you yet. I mean, I'd be afraid of you, Bill. I mean, look at your face. I mean, Jesus Christ, put a mask on. Halloween was last week. Yeah, hey, uh, Mike, I'd like to speak to you. Um, listen, I'm happy for y'all, but here's the thing. Same record. Okay. Two, when you beat the Dolphins, you beat a third-string quarterback. That is true. I, 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 knew, I, knew, I knew he was going to say that. Listen, listen. Oh, hold on, because I'm going to say something that's going to cause people emotional distress. So I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say people are going to make me think I'm crazy. I already think you are crazy. So go ahead. I'll look in the mirror, Einstein. 
Tua Tagovailoa is 6-0 in games he started and finished. Tua Tagovailoa right now should be in the running. Not going to say he's going to do it. Needs to be in the MVP conversation. Look, obviously not having Tua in that Jack game obviously helped. But how many times have the Jets threw out their backup quarterback and everyone was like, well, the Jets stink. And the reason why the Jets lost because the Jets are a terrible team. And now all of a sudden, when you lose your people and you use your backup, that but my reason why you lost seventh round pick. The reason why you, starter, reason why you lost is because, it, is because you didn't have your guys. No, no. I'm tired of that narrative. The Jets won fair and square. I didn't say they didn't. Never said they did. I'm saying they caught a break in this action. No. They all, listen. So then the narrative has to be the same when, when the Jets lose. I never if, said if, it if, if, if that If that were to be the case for the Jets, you have to say the same thing. The Jets do not have their best players. I'm, I never said they wouldn't. But that's always the narrative. But it's not my narrative. So I don't – I'm going to be blunt, and Pat, you could you could edit this, bleep it. I don't care. I don't give a shit what these other people think. There's a <laughs> there's a there's a narrative when it comes to people on the national level that comes with they like to make excuses for teams X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. and that at certain times it flies, but there's times it doesn't fly. When you're facing a seventh-round pick in his first start on the road, there's a little bit of a narrative there. And by the way, I don't need any backup to show you how bad the Dolphin offense was without Tua. I mean, they didn't crack 20 points. That's the narrative. So, yeah, I'm going to hold everyone accountable by what their actions are. So the narrative will always remain the same. If you don't have your quarterback – you're either going to suck or you're going to be the Detroit Lions <laughs> who, who also suck. By the way, by the way, what a disgraceful loss by the Packers to the Lions. Sorry, Patch. I had Four in a row, Patch. Terrible. And Bill uh, Shaw, your team didn't win yesterday either. And my team didn't yeah. lose either. So <laughs> Actually, they did. They did. They lost two weeks ago to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you talking about? You're coming off. You lost to Geno Smith. Okay, yeah, but – we didn't lose Not yesterday, and we didn't listen, win yesterday. Listen, listen. To quote, to quote the Beatles, "Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like they're here to stay." Yeah. Uh, in any case, the Jets win, big win for them. Uh, they moved, improved to six and three. Um, Dolphins also won their game. They improved to six and three. The AFC East is tight. I don't care what anyone else says. No, that is a tight. The AFC East is tight. It is a tight, tight division. Um, Buccaneers also won their game with Tom Brady finally having a comeback victory. Yay. Is Tom back? No. 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 Well, like, here's the thing, and I said this in my vlog, which is going to be released. Mm -hmm. Because I watching ESPN today, people are like, Tom's back. And I'm like, shut up. No, that team stinks. Like, like, listen, okay, and you know what? Listen, we've had this conversation before. Like, two, both number twelves, Brady and Rodgers, are struggling. 
who has it, you know, who has it worse. And I have said Rogers kind of has it worse, but like, because here's the caveat, caveat here. Brady's in a shitty ass division right now. Like the Bucks are now in first place in the NFC South. And they're below 500. And they shouldn't be because they got that screw job win over the Falcons a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. where there was no roughing the passer. You just got flagged for touching Tom Brady. <laughs> and and the thing is, the NFC South, all you got to do to be in that division is have a pulse. Yeah, it, It's not a good division. The Bucs are not a good team. They're not. And, and for anyone to say that Dude. because of one comeback victory uh, to end their streak that you know that's what's gonna uh that's what means that they come back from no it means nothing it means absolutely nothing yeah he's a sticker tom brady well done yeah uh more news and this come out of the indianapolis today frank reich uh, did lose his job the colts have announced that they parted ways with the fifth year head coach. Uh, he did not even complete his fifth season. Colts right now are 3-5-1 and one, um, through their first nine. And then uh, as a, and on an interim basis, uh, ESPN analyst and <laughs> advisor Jeff Saturday is coaching this team. <laughs> <laughs> He's a high school coach, damn it. <laughs> Hey, uh, Mike, is it Saturday in the park? It's S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. <laughs> it's uh, um, S-W-A-F-T. Swaft right now, uh, Mindy. This is brutal. I mean, how much more publicity can you get with this move? Like, you're so desperate to have all news coverage on you on this sucky ass team that you hire obviously a great ambassador to the Colts franchise and a great uh great player in his own right but man like you hire him as your head coach moving forward and look I know it's on an interim basis but you know funny thing is the Colts are still in the mix Despite their latest troubles, that, that's uh, you, a you, fake you, in the mix. You, 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 I, I know it's a fake in the mix, but they're still in it. Um, in, in any case, it's it's really dumb. It's not going to do anything for this franchise. You might as well just kept Frank Reich for the season, like you know, or just bump one of your assistants. Exactly, you know. Exactly. Like a normal. Don't put, team. don't put some known. Not he's not a known name, but don't put some. Someone that has no professional coaching experience. It's irresponsible. The the Colts are in second place in the AFC South right now at three, five, and one. Oh, wonderful. Uh, I mean, but they lost two games to the team that's at first place. So, but you know what? It's like now the, the Colts have the second worst point differential in the NFL right now. So, and this was a team, you want to talk about overrated teams, and I think we were saying this when we did our first episode of Thursday Night Gridiron this year. Like, I, I want to say it was Noah Trombley or someone who said the Colts were overrated. 
I, I, I want to say it was Noah. I could be wrong. Um, but you know what? They were coming in like, ooh, M- Jonathan. Jonathan what? Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, thank you. Jonathan Taylor. Thomas. Mike. Uh, <laughs> it's a little home improvement there. Uh, <laughs> Matt. Matt. Matty Ice. No, I got the joke. <laughs> Matty Ice. Michael Pittman. Ooh, the Colts are going to be dominant. And what happens? You know what's also concerning? They are the second team in just in four weeks ago. We saw the firing of Matt Rule in Carolina. This is the second team coach that's been fired at the mid in in the first half of this season. This is the second NFL coach that's been fired this season. And it's the same reasons. The, the team is not good. The coaching hasn't been good. Obviously, for Frank Reich, he's been he was on a leash and then some. Like he's been given a lot of chances in Indianapolis to get it right, and he has not figured. He did not figure out the quarterback situation. The team didn't progress into anything big, and when it all came down to it, it was a it was a failure on the part of the coaching. It was a failure. The team did not improve. And what you have is a franchise that's at a crossroads. You don't really know where it's going to go now. <laughs> but they have Jeff Saturday to read them. <laughs> well, it, it, it'll be for the rest of the year. And then yeah, uh, obviously he's not going to, I, we don't expect Jeff Saturday to stay there. I mean, unless, uh, they're gonna have some unless miraculously he does a great job and, you don't see that coming, do you? No, not with this team and not with their schedule. Absolutely not. No, I, there's one name for this job and one name only. Urban Meyer. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Bad patch. He, whoa, he, whoa, him and, whoa. I hear him and Bill go to clubs together. Yeah, I went with him last week. He's great. Yeah, you went Robert Kraft too, right? Oh. Uh, I, I had to sign an NDA, so I can't speak of that. Ah. So, so the, the answer is Sean Payton. In, in Indianapolis, does he want that job? Well, he, he, here's the reason why I think he would. Because I, I think this team is better than what you, you guys are saying. Jonathan Taylor's having a, a terrible year. Yeah. But he's still coming off a great year last year. Michael Pittman is still a very talented receiver. They need more talent at the receiver position. I will, I've screamed that from the rooftops. You bring in Sean Payton and you tell him, Sean Payton, you can have any quarterback you want, whether it be the draft, whether it be free agency. It makes too much sense. They're going to, they would become an instant contender. I think the job he really wants. It's probably the cowboy job, right? But unless Mike McCarthy falls short of the NFC title game, I don't see him getting fired. Well, I could see Peyton in Indianapolis if you give him the right quarterback. I could see that happening. Or you reincarnate Peyton Manning 
and you have him be the quarterback again. How can we reincarnate him? He's still alive. I know, but you take him back in time to when he was elite Peyton. Mm, elite Peyton? I'll just look at this. Yeah, have fun with this, Bill. Yeah, so, so it looks like the Colts are in tank mode, for lack of a better term. Going with Jeff Saturday. Never know. Hey, may, may, maybe Jeff Saturday can make some um, Sunday magic with his last name Saturday work. I'd be very shocked. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll be optimistic. I give Saturday one win. Fine. That sounds right. One win. I'll give him. I'll give him one win to start. But if a win streak happens, never know. That is true. You never know. And our last piece of info for before we go, Bill wanted to talk about this: the Hall of Fame ballot. Yes, the uh, Hall of Fame ballot. Hold on, let me pull for for players that did not get in through the regular baseball yeah. writers. Now go to the next ballot to. Try to find Better their way into it's the the is in modern day baseball the contemporary era. So this is yes, from the, um yes, this so, year. If you remember when we when we were when, when Reg and I were interviewing Larry Schnapp a couple yeah. weeks ago. They're from um, Larry Schnapp. What was that? They're for Larry Schnapp. I don't know who that is. He's a guy. He's trying to get Thurman Munson into the Hall of Fame. Um. Yeah. Check that episode out on the SIP. Yeah, go check it out. It was a really good episode. And he's a really interesting guy, too. Um, okay, so right now, here's who is on the ballot. Yeah, well, well, well we talked about this during the uh, the Hall of Fame process after last season. The, the, we talked about it. We knew Barry Bonds was going to be on it. Go ahead. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, mm, yep. Don Mattingly. Okay. Albert Bell, Fred McGriff, Kurt Schilling, mm-hmm. Raphael Palmero, and Dale Murphy. Yeah, so robbed they... on that list, Keith Hernandez. <laughs> well, is he? Uh, I guess you can say he's on that in that area. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we knew Bonds was going to be in it. We knew Clemens was going to be in it, and we knew Kurt Schilling was going to be in it. I didn't know Madeline was going to be in it. Oh, uh, eight counts. So yeah, it's not surprising. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, out of the, the people that were on the ballot last year, the actual Hall of Fame ballot, the writer's ballot, those are the three we knew were going to be on this ballot. So this is their their chance to get into the Hall of Fame if they do. So, Reg, right, as my fellow Yankee fan here, mm-hmm. I have a very serious question to ask, and then I'll let uh, I'll let um Patch and um Mr. Astros fans jump in. Diehard Astros fan. Get it right. And I'm going to get it right. My pen, so I don't punch him through the screen. Um, <laughs> anyway. well, that break, well, well, that means you'll break your own computer. So yeah, that is true. So I'm gonna. Although I'm gonna, it would help, it would help us not look at your mug anymore. I'm still gonna <laughs> click my pen. Um. Anyway, um, Reg, does Don Madeline deserve to be the Hall of Fame? Yes or no? Yes. I couldn't agree with you more. I yes. think he's. The, the, thing the, Hall that, of Famer. the thing that kills him is the back half is, of his career. Yes, that when, is when, what, when he had the back issues, he wasn't yes. the same player. And on top of that, he only had one postseason appearance. He was awesome in that postseason, in the 95 postseason. He yeah, was he was fantastic. 
but that kills him because I can almost guarantee you if the Yankees were cl- at least close, I think he probably gets he probably would have gotten more votes. That's just my opinion. I think you know I, I, think-, I think the 94 that was his last pretty much his last chance. If the Yankees, because the Yankees were going to win that World Series, if the Yankees won in '94, I think Manning leaves it. You know, then the strike happened, and yeah, so, yeah. Was having, was having I will debate a different day that the Yankees would have won in '94. Oh, yeah, my people of Montreal would. Yeah, like I was about work. not non-biased, but Montreal the, was a the, great the Yan- team too. The Yankees were the better team by far, yeah. and Montreal had a great season. All in right. Let's open this up, Patchman, Dom Adley, Hall of Fame, yes or no? Sure, why not? No, if, if it's finally long overdue, he gets to go in. I'm fine with it. Yeah. He deserves it. You know, in, injuries besides in the back end of the career, the man still had a fantastic career as oh, a he did. player. You know, I was talking to my dad about this today. He goes, well, he didn't play long enough. He played for 14 years. 13 years, I think. He played, he played, yeah, and look, he's a great base. He's a great teammate. At times selfish, but he was a good teammate. Everyone loved Don Manningly. There was not, there was not a person in the locker room that they said nothing bad about it. So Ripken, Manningly, Hall of Fame, yes or no? no. Really? No. I, very good player, not Hall of Fame. If you're put, if you're going to put him in into the Hall of Fame, then you're opening up a can of worms for other guys. Including Keith Hernandez, who should be in regardless well, well, of Mattingly. Keith, we all know Keith Hernandez should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I know. So, but but if the numbers are the same or, or whatever they are, then you can't open this can of worms and have one in and one out just because you want to play your 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 silly games. Well, it, the the it, it's a flawed process, and we've been. Oh, I hundred percent agree. The, the reason why is because there's a there's a fake criteria made by the baseball writers. Yeah, that that that's why a lot of these players aren't in. Right, and Keith also won't get in because of the whole cocaine ring in the seventies yeah. that happened. But his numbers are just as good as any first baseman in his era. So. For for that reason, I'm I'm kind of low on Mattingly. The guy who should get in on this list, there's really two. Listen, Bonds, Clemens aside, because the steroid era is different. If you want to put him in, I would put him in. Just use the asterisk. Kurt Schilling has to go in. He's I agree. Best, best postseason pitchers it, it, of all it, time. And yes, enough with the politics. Yeah. He deserves it. No, I agree. Like, listen, if whether if I was on that baseball writers committee and Kurt Schilling's name came up, God help us if you were on that committee. God help us if you were on that committee, Rifkin. Listen, um, I'll tell you what. If I were on that committee, a lot of people who should be in would be in. God, why do I feel like I'm at a British Prime Minister question time right now? I was going back and forth right now. Um, anyway, it's listen, you do not have to agree with Kurt Schillen's views. You don't. But his views are not is what's on the ballot. His view, you are great. You are judging his performance as a baseball player. You are judging his performance as a pitcher. 
And I think, listen, I would vote for Kurt Schilling if I was on the, the Writers Committee. Absolutely. The, the I don't agree with his views, but I do think he should be on the committee. I, mean, I do think he should be in the Hall of Fame because I'd be judging his career and not him as a person. The other guy who should be in is Fred McGriff. Well, he's on the ballot too this year, so yeah, yeah, he he should get in. Four ninety three home runs. Yeah, you know, again, great first baseman. I believe he he won with Atlanta in ninety five. So yes. he yes. has that going for him. I, I would put Fred McGriff in, and look, this the steroid guys. It is what it is. Personally. You have if you're gonna put Bud Seelig in, you have to put everyone in from the steroid era. Yes. You just have to have to acknowledge the era happened. Otherwise, it's a sham. Yeah, so you guys think Bonds and Clemens should be in? They should have been in already. Especially Bonds. Yeah. All time home run leader. You, 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 single you. season home run leader. Yes. The seventy-five percent, just like any ballot in the Hall of Fame, you need seventy-five percent of the vote to get in. Um, and uh, we. And that's on well. December fourth. Yeah, they convene December. Uh, yeah, December fourth. Excuse me. Let me get it right. And uh, I believe they announce it on the same day. Um, so let's see what happens. Good luck to all that are involved. Good luck to everyone. We wish you all well. Make sure you go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com to keep up with all the blogs, learn about the history of the show, history of the network, everything else like planes, trains, and automobiles as Mike the Pun Master. Mike the Pun Master, number one Astros fan in the world, says it. And Dan, where can they follow us? Uh, on Twitter, at SIN Sports Insane. That's the podcast Twitter at S Insanity Real, that is the network Twitter. Make sure you go do that. Also, go check out the YouTube page, Sports Insanity Network. Keep up with all um, of Bill Murphy's uh, Murphy's View vlogs. I really like the new logo for it, by the way. Oh, you are welcome. You know, it took me long enough to finally. Well, hey, you know, sometimes I pull lightning out of the sky and make it work. So <laughs> we can make some stuff work once in a while. But for now, I am Lawrence Patchman Lang. I am Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. I'm Danny Boy Reginald. I am Mark Old Ops Guy Halpern. <laughs> who is doing well after a successful surgery, and he yes. should be back with us very soon. Shout out to Mike Wida as he's doing with a couple health issues. We hope you get better, man. Oh, well, you know, the, sending my love to sending my best. Uh, Mike Wida, uh, uh, of course, uh, those who went to Duchess. Um, uh, he was, just, he was a silly guy. You know, he was, he was fun. Really he was nice. a great guy. One of my he was a silly no, guy, but he was fun. All-time favorite boss I ever had, you know, down at the college and I worked in student activities. He's dealing with a couple health issues. Yeah, so God bless him. The, as, as, I'm, glad, as, I'm glad the Jets won for him, by the way. Me too. I'm glad the Jets won for him. You know, the Jets gave him a nice morale boost. So, you know, hey, shout out to the Jets for winning for Mike, for Mike Wida. So, we you know. We hope you get better, man. We love you. You know, you, you know the old SIP crew misusing all of Duchess Radio. Now Duchess Student Media Group loves you, and we're behind you, man. You know that. So with that said, Bill, what is it? Stay safe and take care. Rifkin.
Namaste. Danny boy. Peace, love, and fried chicken. Let's go Jets. J-E-T-S. Packers are a dumpster fire. Go Jets. Winnipeg Jets, of course. And Uh. And you know the New York Jets as well for Danny boy, Ross. Mike. Moser. Moser. Moser, we love you too. But it, as he's in hiding today. As he's in hiding today and hiding from Danny Boy. <laughs> Once again, go Jets for Mike Wida. And also, saying that to your mama. Your mama loves you. Saying that to your papa. Papa loves you too. We'll see you guys later this week for Thursday Night Great Iron and also Sunday Sideline Report. And plus all the other podcasts that are part of the network that Rifkin will, will, will be recording. But for now, guys, see you soon. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network.